What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. And before I toss to Taylor, who's in for Laura today, Chi-Chi's in Northridge is still open, right there off of Nordoff. A um, bunch of people are tweeting me. I went to their website. It shows it as a location. So if you live in Northridge, Chi-Chi's is still available. So you got that cheesy bread or what? Uh, I mean, it's all good. You know, I mean, it's it's like a cool little, you know, spot to go in and get some pizza real quick. Yeah. And they got good salads and stuff. Uh, all right, Taylor, what do you got? If I'm in Northridge, I'm going to Brent's Deli. Oh. That's the spot to go. Yeah. Yeah. Wexler's as well, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so not sure if you guys are festival goers or not, but I'm going to give some love to the South Bay. Oh, well, there was the Beach Festival this right, weekend. Exactly. Beach Life, beach so, yeah. life this beach past life, weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I took my bike. I live in Torrance, so I took it to Redondo Beach this weekend for Beach Life Festival. The third installment this year had a great turnout despite temps in the 80s, but Cheryl Crow, Steve Miller Band played. Um, How'd Steve Miller Band Weez, do? Because, you know, usually uh, he kind of they prop him up like Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he might be nearing retirement, I think, but... Is this kind of up your alley, Cap? Something you would yeah, go to? Yeah, so I, I went. I went to Beach Life last year, and I I loved the event. I didn't like go crazy for the bands, but I was planning on going this year, and then just you know life took over. But yeah, man, I love the Beach Life Festival. It's great. I wanted to go so bad and see Weezer. Yeah, I, I'm in the area too, so I haven't. I didn't go this year. Um, I just yeah, busy. But like, I, you know, I I'd like to go. It's it's like 15 minutes from my house, so it's it. I'd like to go at some point, but. Still convenient. Yeah. They're getting better acts every year too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Improving. Maybe next year we'll yeah. see. Yeah, because like last year I saw Counting Crows and they have like one Mr. song. Jones yeah, but, and right. they're, but they're like coming up. With, they're like in the middle of like a resurgence, I guess. But Are it's, they really? It's with like their older music, though. I feel like that's like a movement right now. Wow, I didn't, I didn't realize that because I, I watched, I saw Counting Crows last year, and I'm like, you know what? They got one song. That's kind of my only deal with them. Yeah. And then like I saw three. like, um, uh, what's the Australian band name? Something with men, Men at Work. I saw, they, That's they, a weird combo, right? They were great. I know it was a weird combo, but they were actually really, really good. But just the whole setup, the whole VIP area, the way they've got it set up, all the corporate sponsorship. I mean, I'm telling you, this Beach Life Festival was great. Yeah. All right, that is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than ninety minutes from wherever you are. Speaking of festivals and events and things like that, Lindsay, what's this story you were telling me about that? Like they're charging like eighteen dollars for like Michelob Ultra somewhere. Oh, it's at the uh, PGA Tour coming up this weekend. Wow. Yeah. So you go from like the Masters, which you're paying like, what, a dollar fifty for for drinks, you know, or three three bucks for a beer, a dollar right. fifty for the, the cheese. Yeah, they sandwich. keep the, the same prices as back yeah. in the day. Yeah. yeah. But then, you know, I guess with the PGA championship, they're charging eighteen bucks for a Michelob Ultra. Yo, that's cheapest. a lot, bro. I'm Dude. not I don't even like beer that much, like to be honest with you. Like I I liked you gotta have like there was um a spot. What was the name of these guys in Torrance that I used to go to all the time? That um, we did a we did a bunch of shows from there, and they have great beer. But they're like one of these like microbreweries. Oh yeah. Um. So like that stuff was delicious. But I'm not like drinking Stella and Michelob Ultra a ton. I'm you know I do like drinking at ballparks or outdoor festivals and things like that. That's when I drink beer when I'm like outdoors mostly. But like and so golf obviously would fit into that but yo at some point it's like yo 20 dollars for a beer like well, what the hell yeah. is going on here i mean and listen here's the thing i prefer a coors light if i'm going to drink a domestic light beer okay but a couple weeks ago i was at this pearl jam concert and the only beer that they had they either had like a big heavy ipa or the only alternative was a Michelob ultra let me tell you something 
I never drank a Michelob Ultra. Michelob Ultra is good. It's really good. I like it's, it. It's it's very light. It's yeah. very 90 crispy. Calories. Yeah, it's it's very. I'm telling you, it, it was a really really good. Right, beer. but are you paying twenty dollars for a cup of Michelob Ultra? Not at all. That's I mean, my point. Like, 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 dude, it's offensive. Seriously. Like, I get it. Everything in the world's going up. Gas prices continue to rise. Interest rates rise. I, listen, I got it. Okay, inflation. We're living it. Yeah. But, but oh, what? by the way, Dude's Brewing Company in in Torrance was the great place I used to we used to love going to, and we did a bunch of shows from there. All right, cool. Yes. But listen, eighteen dollars for a single beer. Like, if I saw an eighteen dollar beer in the grocery store, I'd think, what is that? A twelve pack, at least, right? Right. Twelve pack. No, one beer. Uno. One Michelob Ultra, which, by the way, you're going to need like ten of them. So you're in for at least $180. See, but Michelob Ultra is my kind of beer because I'm not a huge beer person unless I'm going to have like a fancy beer like from like Dude's Brewing Company or something like that um, where it's like a microbrew. So like to me, that's perfect because I don't drink a ton of beer. I like Michelob Ultra because I can pound them and drink them, you know, like throughout the day if I'm at an event, you know. (laughs) Poundability. That's right. That used to be my, that was like my beer, but then uh, when I was a bartender because I would drink a lot of them, but um, then I, I switched to like the Bud and people make fun of me so bad when I'm like, I'll just have a Budweiser and they're like, really? You drink Bud heavy? Like, geez, where are you from? And I'm really? Just like, what do you oh. smoke Marlboro Reds also? I, I mean, like come on. I feel like taste better than Bud Light. I don't know. Listen, yeah. a Stella. Okay, I like a Stella. Stella's a good beer. Yeah. It's all right. $18? Those are 19 actually. Oh, 19 yes. Oh, even yeah. worse. Yeah. $19 mm-hmm. for a Stella. Okay, then now they have uh, all the beer companies now have seltzer drinks, right? Yeah. Yep. So one of these seltzer drinks at the PGA Championship, $19? Yeah. I like a little Kona Big Wave, though, 15 bucks. I'd do that. Kona Big Wave is a nice beer. Those are only 12 ounces. Small beer. Small beer, big price. Yeah. Look, I I understand that when you go to an event like this, they're going to gouge you, and I think everybody does, but at some point, $18 for a Michelob Ultra? A case, maybe. A beer? I'm not yeah. doing it. I like Golden Road. I like that beer place. It's a good beer place. Golden okay. Road, a little mango cart on a like uh, you know a nice hot day. Mm-hmm. So, but mm-hmm. that's it. Like it, to me, it's like specialty stuff. Manuel and Gardena. Manuel, what's up, bro? Oh, what up, Sedano Cap? You'll be happy to know that our guy Cy was holding it down with the bump, bada bump, yeah, the other yeah, night. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, hey, man, I go backward styles. KCU. F Boston, man. You know what I mean? I don't want to see them win nothing. Like you were saying, Cap, they are some obnoxious-ass sports fan as a whole. And the Celtics, man, fresh off a winning time, Red Auerbach could suck on that cigar until he chokes. Yeah, you tell him, man. Well, anything else? No, he's done. Okay, because you were really starting to get rolling, you know? Because that's like my favorite line in all of winning time came in the final episode. When Red Auerbach is standing there and, and he's saying something and he's like, yeah, we got the MVP. We got the, uh, we got the executive of the year. We got, I don't know, coach of the year, rookie of the year, whatever it was. And Jerry Buss turns around and he says, you got all the awards that don't mean anything, man. That's it. That's why, George, your whole point, if the Celtics are on 17 and the Lakers are on 17 and the Celtics have a real opportunity to win a championship and take that lead and get to 18, Laker fans should be rooting against the Celtics. A hundred percent. Isaac in East L.A. is going to back us up on that. Isaac. Yes, sir. What do you got? Hello. Isaac, what's right, good, man? man? There's th- hey, gentlemen, and uh, uh, Lizzie, good afternoon. There's just no way any self-respecting Lakers fan would ever cheer for the Celtics. A couple of weeks ago, I think it was after the first round, Cap even 
with saying, oh, they're such a good team. I was like, what am I listening to? I can't believe that. There's just no way. You, you, I have two teams I cheer for, the Lakers and whoever's playing the Celtics. I want them to lose <laughs> today, tomorrow, and every day after that. That's the way I feel about the Chargers. It's exactly but the way the, I feel, you about, feel the about the Chargers. You feel about the Chargers that way because you feel like they did you dirty. Correct. Yeah. Right. So for whatever reason, that's why people feel the way they feel about the Celtics. They yeah. feel like they did the Lakers dirty. Yeah. You know, or they felt like they they took championships yeah. from them. But or you, whatever. you, I have, I don't have no problem with you hating on the Chargers because if if your story is accurate, then yeah, like that's, that, they did you dirty. Yeah, but it's just it's just a matter of look. Some teams you you love and you grow to love, and other teams you hate and you grow to hate. And listen, it's true. The Celtics are a fun team to watch. Their players seem like pretty decent guys. Yeah. But when you get to this time of the year, yeah, look. Ne- I've become a huge Rams fan. Why? Because we've become cool with the organization, right? Like I love rooting for them. Uh, I believed in them when you and mostly everyone here didn't believe in them. And you know, you know how I got my man crush on Sean McVay. I appreciate you buttering me up, George. You're welcome, Sean. I understand that completely. I do. You know, man crush on Sean McVay is not a hard thing to have. Yeah, so. lovable guy. Yeah, I missed that drop, by the way. I appreciate you buttering me up, George. So. It's nice to have you at the controls of the sound effects today, you know. No, not really. <laughs> um, me. So, yeah, look, I get it. I, I get it. But here, I've become, have you become, like, more sports agnostic as oh time has gone by? Oh, my God. Oh, for sure. Yeah, only because the business does that to you. That, that, and look, here's the thing. Like, people will criticize LeBron, for example, if LeBron supports, call it the Dodgers. Right. People are going to go, LeBron's not a Dodger fan. Right. Yeah, but but he lives in L.A., and he wants to support the local teams, and you watch them play on TV because they're the most accessible content, and eventually you start to like them. Yeah. And and it's just throwing support in a certain way. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. I am the worst kind of sports fan there is right now. I, I am the absolute... I'm the guy that everybody gets offended by when they're like, no, you can only have one team. You're from this part of the country. You grew up on this team. Well, I, you I can get, never have more than one. I, I'll give you another example. Uh, I grew up a Yankees fan, okay? Like, my dad was a Yankees fan. We didn't have baseball in Miami growing up when I was a kid until I was in high school. We got Yankees games. We got Mets games. We had Braves games. We had Cubs games on TV, okay? So you could have your pick of any of those teams, really, because they were on a ton. Um, in like on all, either on cable or on the independent channels. And, you know, honestly, I stopped watching the Yankees regularly for a long time. Like, when I was in Connecticut, I probably watched them more when I was first at ESPN. But then I get out here, and it's like, it's hard to watch them at 4 o'clock every day and whatever. And, yeah, I still liked them the first couple years when I was here. But the more and more I got, like, connected to the Dodgers and became, like, cool with Dave Roberts. It's baseball. You know, our guy right there. And, you know, just... You, you, you grow to know these people, so you root for them, right? Like, I think that becomes part of it, at least in this industry, to your point. Oh, dude. I'm, again, I am the worst. I'm the absolute worst. When I was a little kid, I was growing up in New York. My father was a Jets fan and a Mets fan, but my grandfather was a Yankee fan. So, okay, I became a Yankee fan. We moved from New York to Denver, Colorado. At that time, the Broncos were kind of getting good. They were playing in the Super Bowl against the Cowboys. Yeah. Lyle Alzado was kind of the star of the team. I became a big Bronco fan. We moved down to South Florida. Dan Marino got drafted by the Dolphins. I became a huge Dolphin fan. Right. I went to school in Pittsburgh. I became a Steeler fan, Pirates fan, Penguins fan. I'm telling you, I'm the worst. I am the worst. Well, yeah, you move a lot, actually. Well, I did. You You're know, like, I kind of moved you, around. You know, you know how, I don't know if you saw uh, Little Wayne called Luca, you know, 
a hoochie, let's just say, okay? Um, and he was going back and forth with Mark, uh, Mark Cuban because, uh, you know, Lil Wayne was ruined against the Mavs or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they went back for a little beef, and he called him a, a hoochie to say, you know, for lack of a better phrase. Yeah, I'm and, not sure I understand what, what that means. Now, I know what a hoochie means. Right. But I, I don't understand what Lil Wayne calling, calling Luca a hoochie. Right, just, just to, You're a bleep. Just, just to get at, get at Mark Cuban is what he, you know, that's what he was All doing. Right. So anyway, um, damn it now, Cap. Now I forgot what the hell I was going to say. Oh, something about a hoochie. Lil, Lil Wayne called him a... Some about hoochie. sports fans and, and about... He, uh, he, he ruined it. I don't remember what the hell it was. Oh, I ruined for... it. I yes, ruined you it. changed my... Cha- I don't even know what that means. Yeah, like, well, I mean, I, you think I'm alone? Yes. Yes. I was going, I was leading up to a story, and now it's completely off my off my brain. Because and, of and I have to take blame for that? Yes, because you interrupted me. Oh. All right. Well, anyway, back to hoochies, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what the hell I was Luca's doing. a hoochie? Yeah, I mean, just whatever, dude. It's all good. Luca's a hoochie. I don't get that at all. Lil Wayne. I mean, come on. How do you not like Luca? See, there's another example of being a bad oh, sportsman. Oh, what I was going to say is like you're like Lil Wayne. Who always changes teams? That's you. And Wait then, but a second. You're, but Hold you're on also a you're also what Little Wayne was calling Luca, because you are a hoochie when Wait it comes to your teams. You're just hooching up to every team. Wait a second. What about you? I I've only hoochied up to like one other team: the Lakers, the Dodgers. Who else? The from, Rams from the teams I grew up with. And by the way, I still have allegiances that I haven't changed, but. The teams I grew up with to the teams I'm here, like I root for them, yes. But you've switched teams like five times. I don't know, man. I don't hoochie ask. I don't know. I don't see what's different about my. You ain't nothing but a hoochie mama. Hood right, hood right, hoochie mama. It's like in Friday, you know. Remember that? I do, as a matter of fact. But I do think that we're. If I'm a hoochie, you're a hoochie too. Janet Jackson. She looked more like Freddie Jackson. I, I love that song. We need to play that. Find that song. It's such a great song. The beginning of it is like the best. I feel even before they get into, hey, not but a hoochie mama. It's just a little. Isn't this the scene where she's calling Craig? Craig. Is that the scene? Yeah. And then she wants to hook him up with Smokey. And Smokey gets all freaked out. He's so funny as that character, Smokey. He was great in that movie, for sure. All right. Let me sneak in one more. Can I sneak in one more? Or no, we got to go to break. Yeah, go for it. No, no. I got to go. No. I got to listen to the people here. Do your thing. We got a break. We're going to be back in, I swear to God, 120 seconds. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more More than than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. 
It is a great theme song. <laughs> you know I'm going to play the Growing Pains theme song, homeboy. It is a great theme song. Oh, that's funny. You don't think it's a great theme song? It's aight. What? What's a better theme song than this? Sanford and Son. That's a good one, man. Bam, 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 down, bam, down. Ba, bam, bam, I'm glad you agree. Yeah. Occasionally we do. Sanford and Son's a great theme song. It is. Uh, Beto Duran has his own beer. He just tweeted it at us. Yeah, I see this. He's got some kind of horchata milkshake thing going on. Yeah, India Pale Ale, a little IPA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very fancy. I mean, look, Beto's an influencer. He's got his own beer. I mean, Mason's really going to be jealous now. He didn't even know about the beer thing. The other day, he was wearing a uh, he was wearing a Sunday Swagger shirt on the golf course and giving me the point, the voodoo point. I saw that, yeah. And I loved it. Mm-hmm. In fact, I will say, Beto, I know you're probably tuning in right now because this is your time of the day to be listening. I will tell you that you did inspire me this weekend. You create so much content on Instagram stories. I never use Instagram stories. That's why I went so nuts this past weekend on Instagram stories. Huh? Stop eating. See. All right, let's go to the phones. We have people holding on patiently that have been holding on through all of this. Let what me do they go, want from us? Let me go to Gil and West Covina. Gil, what up? Hey, what's up, guys? Having fun listening to you guys on this long drive home. Appreciate thank you, you guys. Yes, sir. Thank you. Um. So yeah, sticking to your uh, your Friday references, um, ne- I'm gonna try to see. All, I'm, I'm probably gonna bomb, but never ever 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 ever. So I want to see a Boston Celtics fan. I mean, Lakers fan cheering for Boston Celtics. That's pathetic. Should never happen. As a matter of fact, those fans should have Will Smith backhand slapped them. Uh, <laughs> you're a Lakers fan. <laughs> you stick to your team. Um, I am gonna add a couple other side notes. Uh, Chris Paul overrated. Had to throw it out there. Um, but overrated. Wow. Yes, yes. It, it's been, I've been hearing it all day, morning talk, but yeah, he's overrated. He, he doesn't accomplish anything. He can't make it. He gets hurt, hasn't won anything. Top 10 point guard? No way. And lastly, why are you guys hitting on my, char- on my Chargers? They, they deserve some respect. That's Cap. Cappy. No, that's me. That's, Cappy. that's yeah. me. I will take all of that hate. I will Break spew heart, it. I'm a big fan, but it's, it's got to stop. Nah, the man. Can't help. Tear it up this year. Yeah, Cappy, but, uh, don't, don't hate. Celebrate. No, I mean, I do celebrate more often than not, but in this one particular small instance, I do hate. I yeah. don't have the Golden State Warriors winning either. Bandwagon jumpers. I'm, I'm rooting for Dallas Mavs or the Heat. But Boston Celtics, never, 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 ever, 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 ever. <laughs> All right, Gil. Thank you, buddy. All right, let's go to, uh, is it Pless? Pless, please, Pless. Pless, that's it. That's cool, yep. thank you. Yes, sir. Um. I think I got a scenario where you might pull for this Celtics rule. Um, Whoa, Lakers, I need to hear this. Go ahead. If the Lakers were looking good and they just won the Western Conference Finals and the Celtics were in the Eastern Conference Finals. Okay, that's different because you want to see them play against each other. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, then, so okay, but that, 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 okay, maybe I'll give you that, yes. But that's but, not what we're talking about here. Yeah, but in this scenario, that's not the case, right? I'm talking about like right now. Like, there's no way you don't want the Heat or whoever comes out of the West to beat them. Oh yeah, no, for sure. But like the caller before was saying, never, never, never. I mean, I don't know. I think that that might be <laughs> not least for that's me. That's the only scenario, is what you're saying. I, I think so, for me at least. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Appreciate you. 
It does make sense that you'd want to see the Lakers play the Celtics because you'd want to see the rivalry. Correct. That I'm okay with. I got it. Yeah. Whereas, you know, you hear from Laker fans all the time. They don't want to see the Clippers in the Western Conference Finals because they don't want the Clippers getting to the Western Conference Finals. Yeah. So it's kind of different. The, the, the hate you spew, the Clipper hate that Laker fans spew versus the Celtic hate. Which is a whole different kind of hate than my Charger hate. Different hate. No, you, yours is more, per, more, more personal. Right, it's personal hatred. Yeah. Yeah, it's not just like, you know, fake hate. It's real hate. Yeah. Let's go to Curtis. Curtis is an actual Celtics fan. Curtis, how are you? Actual Celtics fan, exactly. Yeah, please, please don't root for us. We don't, we don't need you rooting for us. Please. Don't, wow, we don't, there don't, we go. There we go. Don't, you don't, have, don't do it. We will never root for the Lakers. Doesn't matter the scenario. Please don't root for the Celtics. Forget about it. And Michael, ESPN's own Michael Wilbon said it best that the most entitled, the most selfish, the most uh, do nothing and expect everything fan base is the Los Angeles Laker fan base. Thank you very much. So sit there and do nothing, expect everything, and please do not root for us. We're fine. We're fine. We're good. We got Tatum. We're doing fine. <laughs> wow. Not hearing enough Boston accent in that. In that phone call. Yeah, you know? you know, he's probably been here for a long time. You kind of lose it a little bit. I know? mean, come on, dude, really? Ask, we should have asked him to say chowder and see what he said. I mean, I figure, you know, if you're a hardcore Boston like that, we'd be able to pick it up. Couldn't even hear it. Yeah. I don't think that guy's from Boston. You don't think he's actually from Boston? No, I think he's a Celtics fan, not from Boston. Okay. That's what I think. I mean, I don't know. Sounds like a Boston fan to me. Nah, Boston fan, true. From Boston, I mean, you, different what, guy. You, you, why, why does he have to sound like, uh, you know, uh, Matt Damon in, like, Goodwill Hunting? Like, does he have to sound like that for you I to mean, think he's a, a Boston fan? Just a little hint, just a little tiny hint of something Jeez, that would tell me that he's God. from Boston. You know? Noah. I mean, he's that, you know, that he's passionate. In, Noah's in Studio City. What up, Noah? Hey, guys, how's it going? Um, listen, this is, this is ridiculous. Let me tell you about lifelong Laker fans. I'm older than everybody that's calling in here. I've been watching the Lakers. I've been a fan of them since I was watching them on a black-and-white TV on Channel 9 with Gail Goodrich and Jerry West and Elgin Baylor on a tape delay in the finals when I was a little kid. So don't talk to me about you know who, what Laker fan would self-respect and blah, blah, blah. Look, I'm a huge Laker fan, but it's stupid to deny that the Celtics are doing everything right and we have been doing everything wrong since Dr. Buss passed, they, they've drafted better than us. They've managed their organization better than us. We, should, we could have and should have drafted Brown and Tatum. But we got Magic Johnson came on and went crazy and went, oh, this is going to be the next superstar. Cut to eight seconds later and Lonzo Ball's barely in the league anymore. And I'm not, you know, it's just silly to go, well, then deny what these guys are doing. They're humble, good, hardworking dudes. Jason Tatum is a stud. Marcus Smart is a stud. They've drafted well. They brought in good pieces around them. Meanwhile, we've been making these crazy leaps at guys like Russell Westbrook, who has been a problem at every team he's been on. And it's just silly to go, oh, I don't want them to win. Rooting for Boston to lose isn't going to make us suck any less. <laughs> we need to hope our team starts making some smart moves. And you know what? If Boston and those guys go get a chip, God bless them. They deserve it because they're doing it right. And I'm smart enough to know and pragmatic enough to be able to accept the fact that they have they have surpassed us. Right? Oh, okay. No. Here's what I would say. Great. Come All on. those things you said are fair and accurate, uh, and I wouldn't I wouldn't challenge you on any of that. They are well more well run than the Lakers and have been basically for you know the last almost decade or whatever it's been. I'm not disputing that. 
it still doesn't mean you don't want them to win. Like, I mean, I think those two things can both live uh, together at the same time. But what a line. What a great line. Rooting against the Celtics isn't going to make the Lakers suck any less. Wow, I did not see that coming. I thought what you were going to say was rooting against the Celtics isn't going to make the Lakers any better. No, no, no. Noah went right for not going to make the Lakers suck less. Noah, that's a solid phone call even if a lot of people will disagree. No, he's not wrong about any of the things he said. Um what I, but I, but I you can absolutely think that the Lake I mean most of the people that call this station, I would say the majority of people when we start talking about the Lakers situation at the moment agree with us that it's a mess. <laughs> I mean, listen, the owner said that. We don't need to, you know, forget about what we said, right? And I I think that you could also sit there and say like hell no, I don't want the Celtics to win though. Even though, yes, of course it's not letting you win anything. I mean, that that's not. I mean, you think that part is like some sort of revelatory statement? Not revel. Gosh, you did it to me again with the revelatory. Gosh, darn it. Yeah. And I used it just so you know. I heard while I, I was gone, yeah. Dude, I used it on Thursday. And, and I heard you used it correctly. Clinton I, told me. George, I'd been working on revelatory for a few days. I was planning on infusing it into my vocabulary. Yeah. We were at Hollywood Park Casino, mm. and all of a sudden, the opportunity presented itself, yeah. and I busted out revelatory. And let me tell you something. DeMarco Farr was as impressed with my use of revelatory as the first time I heard you use it. Right. And I was now, – now, is this going to become a regular thing now? We're going to start using this word a lot? No. I mean, I just used it because I felt like um, it was appropriate, and also I wanted to see if you would uh... – you know, continue using it or yeah, trying to use it or screw it up one right. or the other. Yeah. yeah. Well, I screwed up last week when I turned revelatory into relevatory. Yes. But anyway, look, uh, that's a great call. Rooting for the Celtics to lose is not going to make the Lakers suck any less. Mm-hmm. That, sir, Noah, that was very funny. Phenomenal. It was great. Yeah. That was funny, Noah. Yeah. Funny guy. Funny guy? Like how? Yep. Funny like guy? Funny, like he's a clown. Like, he, I'm here to amuse you, Hendry. Yeah. Right. Funny. Uh, let me see. Let me go to Andy in Woodland Hills first. Andy, what's up? Hey, how you guys doing? Hey. Uh, quick question for you. <laughs> for you, Sedano. Well, I am actually a Miami Heat fan heading down to Miami for the very first time uh, to go see them in Miami. Some recommendations uh, for any pastelitos and some Cuban food. Oh man, you can get Cuban food pretty much anywhere there. Well, you're not the um, right guy, though. You're asking I mean, the right not, character. You don't have to. You know, we're here. There's only like a handful of places you can go, especially my place, Tropicana and Downey. But um, yeah, here's here's one cool place I will tell you to go. That's like super mom and pop. It's like old school, um, much you know, really mom and pop. Like this, it's like a family restaurant for like 50 years. It's called Garcia's Seafood. It's on the Miami River. It's like 10 or 15 minutes from the arena. And when I, I, I'm telling you that this is like the dad, you know, had a fishing boat and started a fishing business and eventually created a restaurant and then the mom ran it and now the brothers run it and the, the sons or whatever. Like it's like family, family owned and you will get like authentic Cuban seafood there and the freshest stuff in the city, I think, because they literally still have all these boats where they fish for the stuff that you're going to eat there. George, so, you're not going to give this guy, get off the plane, get to, to Versailles, get oh, I mean, yourself you can a do Cuban that, coffee? But that's I mean, like, come on. That's like super touristy. Everybody come can look on. that up on Google. It's you his know first what I mean? time going, man. I get it. But that you can find it on Google or TripAdvisor. I'm telling you something you can do that nobody tells you about. You hearing this, sir? And that's why I called you. You hearing this? <laughs> that's yeah. That's why I called you. 
Yeah. You see, Cappy. What about the Go ahead. Pastelitos. How about some pastelitos? All right. So there is my favorite bakery is a place in a, a town called Hialeah. Hialeah is like, it's probably like the equivalent to like East LA. You know what I mean? And I would say that you can go, there's a bakery there called Vicky Bakery. Now there's a bunch of them now, so you don't have, but the original one is in Hialeah on East 4th Avenue. If you go to that one, I mean, it's, it's slow as hell. It's like Porto's or Tropicana. There's a line, but it's delicious, and it's the original one. That's the one you should go to. Thank you, gentlemen. You got it, buddy. All right, peace out, my man. There you go. See? See, my friend, who you gave the advice to to go to Versailles and get some Cuban coffee, yeah. to this day still says best coffees ever Yeah, had. it's awesome. Yeah, Versailles, on the air, it's right by the airport. It's great, but it's, you know, you can TripAdvisor or Google find that stuff. I know you don't go on Google for anything. but No, Google or TripAdvisor, what's that? Please. Big deal or no deal, more of your calls. We wrap it up. We only have 30 minutes to go. The motto for the next two weeks is... I mean, not not everybody agrees, but bleep Boston. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thank you, Christopher. All right, Linz, what do we got here for Big Deal or No Deal? All right, well, what we've got, I feel like my microphone is very echoey today. Is it just me? Am I imagining that? Yeah, no, you sounds echo. good. Sound good to me. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's probably just me because I usually wear my headphones in one ear. Anyway, uh, so Saudi Arabia apparently made a very, very, very strong play to make Jack Nicklaus the face of the Live Golf Invitational Series. Wow. Wow. Is it, do you guys call it Live or L-I-V? I still haven't figured it out yet. I don't know what it's called. I mean, the only Live I know is the nightclub. Okay, so we'll just go. We'll go. We'll go with live, just because it looks like live. But anyway, Nicholas said that he repeatedly turned down massive offers from the Saudi-backed golf venture to lend the Live Golfer Series and or to lead the Live Golfer Series, something that Hall of Famer Greg Norman eventually accepted. He told the Fire Pit Collective, I don't know what publication that is, but he told them, "I was offered something in excess of a hundred million by the Saudis to do the job, probably similar to the one that Greg." Norman is doing. He said that he turned them down once verbally and once in writing, telling them, guys, I have to stay with the PGA Tour. I helped start the PGA Tour. Mm -hmm. Is this a big deal or no deal, Cap? I'm going to say it's a big deal. And the reason for me is this. Like, look, you could take Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson, Greg Norman. um, I mean, just any of these guys. 
nobody, in my opinion, was bigger than Jack Nicholas. Now, a lot of people might argue with me about Arnold Palmer. That's okay. I'm not having a historical golf discussion with you. Mm-hmm. I'm just telling Great you drink. that Jack Nicholas was the man. And if Jack Nicholas put his name on that tour, I'm telling you right now, people would have followed. Whereas Greg Norman was always kind of known as a money me kind of guy. I just have to say it takes a lot of, uh, well, you got to have a lot of money in the bank to turn down $100 million. Way to go, Jack. And a lot of something else, too. Yes, you got to have very big golf balls. It's exactly what you need to have. Yeah. 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 Um, It's a big deal. I mean, just because of all the people that are involved, the money, et cetera. And it's gotten a lot of publicity. Um, it's not great publicity either in some cases. So, Who the heck do they think they are asking the Jack Nicholas? Like, I don't know. That's crazy that they asked him. I just feel like the fact that they even approached him about it is crazy. Well, don't you understand, though, that... that- they think, and I don't mean to put this on they, meaning the Saudi Arabians, I mean to put this on anybody who has that kind of money. Yes. They think everybody has a price. Everybody can be bought. And like if they would have offered me $100 million, I'd be like, yeah, for sure, let's do the deal. Let's do it right now. The whole thing is very fascinating with Phil and everything, and I love watching golf. I'm a big fan of it, so I'm watching, keeping a close eye on it. It's very interesting just, to me. He, yeah. Phil is just toxic now. Totally. Good, great story for another day. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, talking, speaking of toxic people, uh, Elon Musk has taken to his personal Twitter account to criticize the social media platform's algorithm. The SpaceX and Tesla CEO wrote today that it's very important that Twitter users, quote, fix their Twitter feeds. Uh, he said that users are being manipulated by the algorithm. Musk clarified that he's not suggesting that there's malice in the algorithm, but rather how under the home tweets, the algorithm will attempt to show the user what they want to read, which inadvertently manipulates or amplifies your viewpoints without you realizing that this is happening. I feel like that is an algorithm that's used on all of the social media platforms. So I don't know why Twitter is any different. So is this a big deal or no deal, Sedano? Uh, It's not a big deal. Again, not revelatory, Cap. Nice Uh, job. Because it's one of these situations, to Lindsay's point, that all the social media uh, sites use. And he, he like, explained, like, if you hit the little stars on the right of your phone, you can put it in chronological order. Yeah, most people yeah. Re- most people realized that, uh, I don't know, a year or two ago when they changed the uh, the interface. That's news to me. Of course, of course it would be news say, to yes, you. Yes. Exactly. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that this is no deal in a weird kind of way, and it's kind of a big deal, but I'm going to go with no deal, but here's the thing. Am I alone in this, or has Elon Musk jumped the shark? No, you're right. I think he has. I I used to be a fan, and like I told you guys last week, that I'm out on my Tesla because I feel like he's too unpredictable to the point where I feel like he's making some really bad business decisions. Oh, my God. And like, he's, so he's just He's gone from being like polarizing but a good businessman to now just being... A complete, like, lunatic. I mean, this whole thing last week of now maybe it's not going to go through. Maybe he's not going to pay 40-some-odd billion dude, dollars. Dude, I, I, I told you. I, I'm telling you. Like, I cannot deal with that dude. Like, dude, he no, is no. so annoying. And look, I said it from the beginning. The reason I don't like him is, be, look, I can acknowledge what he has done, okay? But he is a market manipulator. And that is not cool for the rest. By the of way, he took else. out ten. He sold ten billion dollars worth of his Tesla stock, and no one uh, because he was trying in theory because he was trying to buy Twitter. So what happens if he doesn't yep. buy Twitter and he just sold ten billion dollars of stock and changed everything there? Yep, I'm telling you, this guy is. Uh, you said it, Lindsay. Talk about toxic people right now. 
Yeah, I know, uh, Sedano, when you were gone last week, I talked to uh, Captain DeMarco about my, my Tesla that I've been wanting so badly. You know, like, yeah, I can afford to get, like, a different car right now, like, cash in hand, but I've been wanting a Tesla. It's just, like, a thing for me. Like, I want one. They're great cars. But after everything that's happened over the past two weeks, like, I canceled my deposit, and I was just like, nope, I can't even do it anymore. I cannot support that guy's See, company. I like it. It seems it, volatile. I'm so glad you're doing this. This is like last year when I returned the Kyrie Irving shoes. At some point, mm. you got to make a stand. Mm. Yeah. You made a stand. Yeah. I mean, it is sort of the same, but also not the same. Mm. Yeah, it's kind of the same, and it's also very different at the exact same time. By the way, simultaneously, I, I, I got to post pictures of all my Kyries because uh, Jason in sales asked me about all my yeah. Kyries. He's like, "Do you really have that many Kyries?" I was like, "I sure do." Mm. Anyway, next, uh, Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson is doing something really, really cool for Drink. his teammates. Sorry, but this is an actual story. Okay, I mean it's Cleveland though. Okay. It's first, actually, we've gone, you know. Two hours right. and 38 minutes. This is probably the longest I've ever good. gone a whole yeah. show without mentioning Cleveland. Yeah. So Deshaun Watson is treating the members of on the offense to an all-expenses trip to the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, unfortunately, Baker Mayfield, who is currently requesting a trade out of Cleveland, will not be a part of the Browns' trip to the Bahamas. I mean, that would be awkward as hell. Yeah, dude, they've just canceled him. Well... He's not going to be there. Everybody else on and on this part of the offense is going to be there, but not Baker. Um, and apparently this trip is supposed to be similar to the, quote, Camp Mayfield that Baker has hosted in the past few years in his hometown of Austin, Texas. I'll take the Bahamas over Austin, oh, Texas any yeah. day. Yeah. But is this team bonding trip put on by Deshaun Watson without Baker Mayfield a big deal or no deal, Sedano? Uh, no, no deal. I mean, all these quarterbacks do it. Um, you know what is a big deal? Is LeBron is doing a Q and A on uh, on Twitter? He has. I don't think he's ever done one of these, or at least I don't recall he has. I feel um, like he's never done that. And Kaplan asked him, "When are when are you coming on ESPN Los Angeles with me and that Sedona?" You would. Kevin. I mean, for the love of God, you could not. You could not restrain yourself in that situation. Such an evil laugh. I love it. I do. I mean, come on, LeBron's out there going, "Hey, I'm bored. I got nothing going on right now. I'm I'm ready for some Q and A." Here's my question: You're sitting there with your phone. You you're seeing all these tweets come in. My question is simple: LeBron King, when are you coming on with me and Sedano? How many questions has he answered so far? Any? I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, he's answered a few. I want to ask him. For, I'm uh, waiting for his response. I want to ask him if uh, he would want Kyrie on the. Li- oh, he can't say anything, but that'd be cool if he could. Hey, by I mean, the he's way, he's had twenty thousand responses, so I'm, I'm guessing there's a awesome. chance you're not going to get to that. They're maybe, not going to get to yours, Cap. Maybe LeBron should buy Twitter. He should. You know, Snoop Dogg mentioned after our. You know, Elon kind of did like the dog ate my homework thing about Twitter. Um, Snoop Dogg was like, maybe I should buy Twitter. Can you imagine if Snoop Dogg bought Twitter? That would be the greatest thing ever. The only problem is is that Snoop Dogg has, like, rapper wealth, and Elon Musk has, like, international, in fact, not just international, like, I don't know, outer space wealth. There's no way that Snoop Dogg could afford to buy Twitter. There's no way. I love you, Snoop. I know you got a lot of money, but I don't think you got $44 billion worth of money. Mm. Could be wrong. In the wrong. meantime, this Deshaun Watson thing. Back to it for a quick second. Yeah. I should think it is kind of a big deal because, look, you're going to a new team. You've got all this guaranteed money. You need to um, let all the guys on the team know who you are and what you're all about. And by giving them a gift from the very beginning, like, hey, look, I'm getting paid a lot of money. I'm, I'm counting on you guys to protect me. I'm counting on you guys to run the ball, you guys to catch the ball. And, look, I may be gone for four, maybe six weeks. Who knows how long it's going to be. 
I want you guys clamoring for me to come back. I'm your guy. I'm your leader. I kind of I, I like it. I think it's a smart move. I feel like he's totally one-upping Baker. Like, oh, you want to do team bonding trip? Man, Austin, Texas? Yeah, whatever. That's all right. But I'm taking you guys to the Bahamas. Let's go. I'd be in. I've never been to Austin, Texas, but man, everybody's everybody cool. ran down there in the last couple of years. It's cool, but it's not the Bahamas, that's for sure. All right, one more really quick here. So a retired couple in India is suing their son and daughter-in-law, demanding that they produce a grandchild within a year, or they have to pay them 50 million rupees, which is approximately 675,000 U.S. dollars. So this guy said that it was an emotional and sensitive issue for him and his wife, and they can't wait any longer. His son has been married for six years. He said, quote, we want a grandson or a granddaughter within a year or compensation because I've spent my life's earnings on my son's education. <laughs> the main issue is that at this age, we need a grandchild. But these people, referring to his daughter-in-law and his son, have an attitude that they don't think about us. Yeah, I think this great. is kind of a big deal, but wondering if you would be upset if your kids decided not to have children. Sedano, you go first. Yeah, I, listen, man, I, I don't think, first of all, I don't think everyone needs to be a parent. You know what I mean? Like, that's not for everybody. So to try, not to, for for, me. try to force someone because of what you've spent on their education, like, I understand they're your child, but they don't owe you a grandchild. Like, that seems a little weird to me. Yeah, uh, this one is a strange story. I spent all my money getting this kid raised and educated, and now they're married and they're not giving me the pleasure that I want in life, which is a grandchild? Well, if you don't do it and give me a kid, you owe me $675,000. That's enough financial incentive to actually have a kid, I think. Yeah, the kid's going to cost you more than that, right? Hey, six hundred seventy-five grand up front. Like, wait, Seven, by the way, yeah, what's yeah. up with the parents? Like, hey, $675,000 is what it costs for me to do all these things your whole life. Now I want it back because you haven't given me a grandchild? I guess that's like equivalent or how much he paid for him to go to flight school and his, all his education and stuff like that. So they actually have like a, a reasoning behind it. Oh, really? They yeah. got receipts? Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. That is big deal or no deal each and every day at 630. Um, coming up next, our final segment. I want to read some of these LeBron responses because there are some funny ones in there. Uh, so we'll get to that. Oh, and I forgot. I mean, I mentioned this like an hour ago. Poor Taylor's had the damn sound up forever. Um, there's one person that has been vocal about wanting to play with LeBron in the Lakers. Someone who I think can help them, Cap. So we'll do that. And there's crazy, crazy stuff going on in sports media. All that coming up in the final segment. Stick around. We're back in two minutes. Thank you, Christopher. This is a great jam. This when the doves cry. Are you just doing Bob Dylan as Prince? Because that's yes. what it sounded like. That's exactly what he's doing. I'm doing Prince as Prince. No, you're not. Yeah, just too demanding. She's never satisfied. She never satisfied. Why do we scream at each other? This is what it sounds like. When it does not sound like Prince at all. He's rolling over in his grave as we speak. I mean, he is. You think so? Really? Yes. Really? Shouldn't he be happy that we're still remembering him and we're still Well, yes. He's, he's never going to go away, Cap. We're still singing his songs? Yeah. I mean, really? The music stays forever. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. In the meantime, 1984. Are you kidding me? Really? Man, I'm a 14-year-old little punk. Yeah. Okay? Just singing my Prince. Yeah. 
So apparently, speaking of being young, mm-hmm. the the rumor has it that the reason Pat Bev was taking out Chris Paul today on first take is that there's a beef that goes back to some LeBron camp, some Nike camp back in the day when uh, Patrick Beverly was a college player and mm-hmm. he was like a college counselor at the camp and that him and CP were playing against each other and that he was getting the best of CP and CP was degrading him and it goes back. And you know what? I don't know if that story's true. That's just what's been circulating on the internet. But knowing Pat Beverly just a little bit, I believe that, that that is something that he remembers. That he would hold on to a grudge for all these years? no question about it. I mean, on top of the... I mean, you already see how competitive he is. And look, yes, he is not an all-time player, but you know what? I feel like if you have Pat Beverly on your team, you're better for it. Like, I'm not saying that he's going to be remembered like Chris Paul by any stretch of the imagination. Chris Paul is one of the greatest players of all time, particularly at his position. But... I'll take a Pat Bev on my team all day, every day. And for those that don't know what I'm talking about, so Pat Bev was asked, to, you know, him. he was on first take today. He'll be back on tomorrow with Stephen A. He was on with J.J. Reddick and Stephen A. today, and he just went in on Chris Paul. That <laughs> was on first take today. Uh, I love all the stats and information, guys, too, that wind up putting out this stat that Chris Paul is the first ever player to blow five. And, and by the way, they, they put it all on him. He's the first right. player ever to blow five two zero leads in a best of seven series. Yeah. And they go back 2013, uh, even before that, 2008, 2013, 2016, 2021, and 2022. Five times in Chris Paul's career, he's been on a team where the team has had a 2-0 lead in a seven-game series, and five times he's lost it. Him, by himself. It's all his fault. I mean, it's not all his fault. But, oh. Yeah. Oh. But he's the star of those teams. So. Unfortunately, that's the way it works. But, I wonder when that camp was that that is being rumored. Well, that I mean, Patrick if Beverly, Pat Bev was in college, it had to be like in the mid two thousands, is my yeah. guess. Because I'll tell you right now, when my kid was little, George, probably about six, seven, eight years old, my son, LeBron James used to do these camps every summer down in La Jolla, and people would literally come in. I'm not joking. I swear to God, from around the world. Yeah, I believe it. To have their kids go to the LeBron James camp, and at night. When the camp was over, LeBron and all of the NBA players and all of the college players that were all serving as counselors, dude, these guys played back and forth all night. And we sat there in the front row. Like, that is LeBron James. And I don't even remember who all the other guys were. And we're sitting here front row, no tickets, no popcorn, just sitting there watching LeBron play back then. And it was really cool. Super cool. Actually, the picture of my son's team with LeBron is also still pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah. Um, so, Pat Bev, by the way, on first take today, also said he would want to play with the Lakers and LeBron. Would you take Pat Bev? Because I would on this Lakers team. They need someone like him. Well, they need a guy who's kind of like a, a badass enforcer, and I'm not saying like he's the biggest guy or the toughest guy. He's just an attitude guy. Right, but here's the problem. I don't know if you know this, but you know he's got a beef with Russell Westbrook. You know. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, listen, doesn't doesn't sound like he's the only guy that does. You know, I mean, remember a couple weeks ago there was a talk Kyrie, like, oh man, Kyrie, there's no way you could put Kyrie and Russ on the same team. So it sounds like there's a lot of guys. Yeah. That have issues. Yeah. So it, it it's going to be fascinating. But look, if a guy like that wants to play on your team, you know, he was drafted uh, when LeBron was with the Heat. So they he he was in the training camp and then they traded him. Um, actually, no, they cut him the last roster spot. He almost made the team, and then he ended up going off forever. It's funny, like, if you talk to the people there with the Heat, they'll tell you that they wished 
they would have been able to keep him. But because they had LeBron, Wade, and Bosch, they need they felt they needed more veterans. You know, they couldn't take a project basically at that time. I thought Patrick Beverly today, you, you know, came off as a guy who really eventually wants to get into the media. Uh, oh, he's he's a media star already. Yeah, you like, you yeah. look at Charles Barkley and what he has turned into. And I don't just mean a media star. I mean, Charles Barkley has carte blanche throughout America. Charles Barkley can say whatever he wants. And I'm not saying people don't take it seriously. I think they do. But they're like, yeah, that's Charles. That's who he is. We accept that from him. And I think Patrick Beverly could be another one of those types of characters. Now, he doesn't have the playing career yet. And I don't know that he'll ever get to the playing career that Barkley had. But, man, if you have a strong opinion about things and you're a former player, hey, make it even better if you're a current player. Networks love that kind of stuff. I mean, everybody loves Draymond, and he seems to be the guy that's positioning to be the heir apparent to Chuck. But, man, Patrick Beverly threw his name in the hat today in a big way. Yeah, he, but he doesn't have the cachet that Draymond has, though. He does not. He doesn't have the true. championships. He does not. I mean, Charles is an all-timer, even though he doesn't have championships. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think agree. that. Well, I think Pat Beverly is great, and I, I would hire him in 2.7 seconds. Um, I think that there's a different level there, you know, when there it comes is. from some. Like, Which when is why bo- he has to be right. opinionated, not just work on his name. A million times over. Agree. Yes. Um, so LeBron's been answering a bunch of these questions, and I mentioned you tried to get him um, to come on the show. That really upset one of our listeners, a gentleman by the name of CP, uh, Grand Theft Prado, yeah. who's like, yo, man, it's like, why don't you leave him alone? I'm like, wait a second, you need, you're now defending LeBron James? Like, LeBron needs you? There's 45 million people around the world that are asking him questions. My question was, yo, when are you going to come on the show with us? He's like, yeah, man, but other people are asking him questions, and you're asking him to come on the radio. Yeah, so what? It's a question. Seem to really bother Grand Theft Prado. <laughs> you seem to be bothered by Grand Theft Prado. Yeah, because I don't think LeBron James James needs Grand Theft Prado to tell to tell me, hey, back off, pal. He doesn't. But I, I think it's funny that Grand Theft Prado is is. is first of all, I I love the fact that we're referring to him as Grand Theft Prado. Uh, let's start with that. And then secondly, I love that you're just like really annoyed with Grand Theft Well, here's Prado. another guy, Nick Simmons, uh, who takes my tweet and he goes, you got to love Twitter trolls. Like I'm trolling LeBron. He's sitting there with his phone. He's asking people, what's your question? That's my question. When are you coming on the show, dog? <sighs> always that big a deal? Always self-serving, though. Yeah, but when you say self-serving, it's for the good of the show. It is for the good of the show, but we could probably find a way to get LeBron <laughs> to tweet him. Yeah, but he's sitting there. He's, he's at his place. He's chilling. He's, he's looking at what people You don't are know where he's... Maybe he's international right now. Well, wherever he is, he's got time on his hands. Yeah. All right. Um, do you see this stuff with Drew Brees at you NBC? Know, I did see this with Drew Brees. Yeah. And, um, you know, George, I'll tell you a quick story. Yeah, because we got like a minute, so go ahead. Okay, I'll make it quick. Drew Brees' manager told me about, I don't know, a year ago or so, yeah. that this, the deal they signed was if Drew's not in the Sunday night football booth in a certain period of time, he becomes a free agent. I, I suspect that NBC was like, look, Drew Brees is a name, but he's not better than Chris Collinsworth, so why would we push Chris Collinsworth out now for Drew Brees? And then if Drew's not in the Sunday night football booth, dude, go do your own thing. He's not very good, though. Well, that... That may be the case, and he may find himself not not having any TV jobs if yeah. he even wants one. Yeah. I mean, Gosh. he doesn't need it, that's for sure. God, the money. I mean, you made hundreds of millions of dollars in your career. You're going to keep working like this? Go yeah. enjoy your life, man. That's what yeah. I would do. Yeah. I definitely would want to do that. Yeah. So, All right, we're done here. Uh, Taylor, great job filling in today, buddy. Hey, nice job today, Taylor. We're gonna work it, man. Thanks, guys. See yeah, you guys this soon. is the major leagues, dude. This ain't some minor league operation here. Hope he, to meet you someday, Kat. You also work in the major leagues, Taylor. 
Don't worry. It's okay. No, so I'm saying. Okay. Way to Are step you referring up. to Sliwa and Travis, Cap? Is this like a shot that yeah, you're firing? Yeah, an afternoon me. drive in like Los shot. Angeles is a big deal, man. Way to go. Yeah. It's Why a big deal, period. A shot? All right. Speaking of which, Lindsay, excellent work. Kaplan, excellent work. Nice and, job, everybody. And Sliwa and Lakers talk is up next.